This is Archive Atlanta, episode 176, Stonewall of the South. You're listening to Archive Atlanta, a history podcast where each week I'll be sharing a story about the people, places, and events that shape the history of the city of Atlanta. I'm your host, local tour guide, and total history nerd, Victoria Lamos. Hey everyone, happy Friday. Before we get started, if I sound congested, I am. I have had a cold all week and I was pushing this recording like as far out as possible. But here we are. It's Thursday and I have to do this. Um, And so I sound a little funny. That's why. But I did not want to miss bringing you this episode. Just over one month after New York City's Stonewall riot, Atlanta had its own version when a movie at the Ansley Mall mini cinema was raided by police. So in this week's mini episode, I'm covering what led to the raid, the details of the event, and what it inspired going forward. As with any history of a marginalized community, this was not easy to research, and so I relied heavily on articles that had been written about it previously, along with digitized archives from Georgia State University. They have a really amazing queer history collection, um, as well as copies of The Great Speckled Bird, which will certainly have its own episode one day. And I also want to note that this is fairly recent history. Um, I've started to get into the 60s. I did it last week, too. So in comparison to what I'm normally talking about. And so the people involved in a lot of these things are still alive. They're still living in Atlanta. And so that always makes me a little nervous. Like in a perfect world, I would have made time to interview them and, you know, get this history firsthand. But I have not yet won the lottery, so I still have to work a nine-to-five job. I still have to take care of my family. So I did the best that I could. I'm going to post links um, in the show notes to articles and podcasts that you can listen to for more information or to hear this directly from, from the people that were there. Before we get into the Stonewall of the South, we need to talk about this period in American history. In the 1950s, Senator Joseph McCarthy was on his quest to rid the federal government of alleged communists, and gay people were actually part of this targeted, quote-unquote, un-American group. Media coverage led to a nationwide moral panic against homosexuality, and this influenced cities across the country. So Atlanta at this time is also growing in its population, and it's really becoming the an epicenter of sorts for LGBTQ plus people from across the Southeast. And we had our own moral crusader here. And his name was Hinson McAuliffe, M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E, probably pronounced that wrong. And while he factors into our story today, Atlanta's government and city council, they are not without fault. Um, They needed no help in terrorizing the local queer community. This included the 1953 Carnegie Library bust, where Atlanta Police Department used two-way mirrors to arrest 20 men for sodomy which was a felony at the time, and their names, addresses, and workplaces were published in the newspaper, and 19 of them were fired from their jobs and spent no less than two years in prison. By 1957, Henson had been appointed assistant solicitor of Fulton County Criminal Court, and then in 1963, he was named first assistant to Fulton County Court Solicitor. And he spent a lot of time cracking down on illegal lotteries and expressing his support of forced sterilization for welfare recipients. Ansley Mall opened in the summer of 1965 with about 175,000 square feet of shopping anchored by a Woolworths colonial supermarket and a Morrison's cafeteria and a Kroger. In March of 1968, the mini theater opened. And so Modular Cinemas of America was actually an Atlanta-based corporation, and they piloted this idea of 
mini cinemas, basically small automated shopping center film theaters that would show artsy films for longer runs. So both Ansley and Peachtree Battle Shopping Center had these new little mini cinemas and Ansley Mall's premiere was with the Swedish film named Elvira Madigan. This concept was a success, and so the theater showed over a year's worth of art films leading up to the summer of 1969. Andy Warhol released a new film called Lonesome Cowboy in 1968, and it was a satire of Hollywood westerns with a plot kind of loosely based on Romeo and Juliet. I have not watched it. At this point, I've read a lot about it. It was definitely sexual, homoerotic undertones, um, references to same-sex attraction. The AJC actually had like a review of it. It says, quote, definitely not for the youngins, end quote. There had been controversy from the start. So the FBI was monitoring both production and release, and they raided a theater when it aired in London. One year after its premiere, The Stonewall Riots happened in New York City. And a quick primer for those not aware of Stonewall, um, it was a raid at the Stonewall Inn, happened in the wee hours of the morning of June 28th, 1969. Patrons fought back, uh, continued fighting for three days. And this is really credited with ushering in the LGBTQ rights movement um, and a more radical form of gay liberation. Just a month later in Atlanta, Georgia, the Ansley Mall Mini Cinema had been showing Lonesome Cowboys for three weeks. And on the night of August 5th, 1969, the theater is packed with 70 moviegoers, and about 15 minutes into the film, the lights come on, and officers from the Atlanta Police Department, Fulton County Sheriff, Criminal Court Solicitor, and the District Attorney's Office fill the room. One officer was stationed at the front with a camera, and another entered the production room to arrest the manager. So while the AJC account says that photos were taken of the crowd, those that were actually there had a much different story. Patrons were asked to stay in their seats, and then each row was called up one at a time. Abby Drew, who was a lesbian woman that was there, was part of this group, and she recounted this in a Smithsonian Magazine article, which I'm going to put in the show notes, um, as well as in a podcast, which also going to put the link, and that she said everyone is lined up against the wall, and then the police asked her where her husband was. She also had to show her ID and get her photo taken. Police had arrested a number of LGBTQ people that night on charges from public indecency to drug possession. The newspaper interviewed Hinson, the solicitor guy, and he said that, you know, I just learned about the film because it had been playing for three weeks. Um, He had learned about it the day prior. He determined that it was obscene and the raid was organized. Modular cinema vice president uh, Louis Austin was like, this is definitely not an obscene movie. We will get to the bottom of this. And Hinson is quoted as saying, we are going to continue to move against these people dealing in obscenity, end quote. And in one article I read, the author said that the police chief later confirmed that the raid was designed to weed out, quote unquote, known homosexuals. Six days after the raid, protesters gathered outside the offices of the Great Speckled Bird, holding signs, shouting chants. And so police confronted the crowd, spraying mace, and arresting several people. Following these events, LGBTQ activists had a standing room only meeting at the New Morning Cafe next to Emory University. Bill Smith and Burl Boykin led the formation of the Georgia Gay Liberation Front. 
They began registering voters across the state and protesting Georgia's anti-sodomy law, which criminalized homosexual behavior. In 1971, they were really instrumental in the first Atlanta Pride March, uh, making it one of the earliest mass movements of LGBTQ people in the South. The ripple effects of the Ansley Mall mini-cinema raid spread far and wide, so it influenced gay pride events in other cities across Georgia. By 1972, Mayor Sam Massell appointed the first liaison to the gay community, and then later that year, the Atlanta Lesbian Feminist Alliance formed, which I hope to do an episode about in the future. So there you have it, the short story of the Stonewall of the South. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Remember to leave a rating and or a review, and you can visit the Patreon link in the show note to support the podcast. Hope everyone has a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week.